Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 17. Minute 17. Hey everyone, it's Dan, and we just had a Channel 4 special news flash that Linda Sickler, Dr. Sickler, her dad, Chris, Chris Man, and Tracy Tracingham have, have all heard about the nurse and the orderly being killed. We saw that scene a few minutes ago, and that sequence has ended as this minute is beginning. Let's dive in. Do you know anything about this, Dr. Sickler? Well, I just don't know. Some pretty shady characters passed through on those buses. Good night, girls. Good night. Well, let's go rustle up some men folk. I'm going to the kitchen to munch out. Oh, and after we call them in, we'll call Scott for you. Give me a break, Chris. lifting weights for one minute and answer the phone? Maybe just went to bed or something. That'll be the day. <laughs> Chris! Tracy, what? There's somebody outside. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Tommy, you bastard. I'm... All right, so this is not a second-by-second second podcast. It's a minute-by-minute, minute. but every once in a while, if you know me, I will go through sort of so, well, when I did One Minute with Night of Horror, we actually were kind of going through shot by shot, which for Night of Horror isn't nearly as many shots as... Yeah, unless you know Night of Horror, then you don't know it's exactly the amount of sh- shots that you think it is. But I rarely go through, uh, since then, uh, go through sort of second by second or bit by bit, just because I like to talk about them overall. But this has a lot of some really great moments. It's a lot of... A lot of some lot of... Uh, interesting things going on in them so i would like to actually kind of go through this kind of not quite second by second but through it and we were again i think this is the second minute we've done this uh with this um what we did with the tracking shot yeah um but i'm not i'm not going to do this a lot it's not my interest to do this here but when i started taking the notes on all the things going on here and i got to the end and i thought i'm going to miss something this is my big chance to talk endlessly about The Last Slumber Party, so why don't I go sort of bit by bit. So the minute begins with the newsflash ending, and you see Chris and Tracy are sort of looming over Linda watching this, the thing, and you see Dr. Sickler sort of off to the left. You see his arm. He's still in his scrubs, uh, and they're all watching it, and what's going to happen next? Let's find out. All right, so Dr. Sickler begins walking towards the door, and the camera is is pointed towards the front door as the gals sort of converge in the foreground as he's in the background. And then we just get my favorite, one of my favorite moments here. Do you know anything about this, Dr. Sickler? Well, I just don't know. It's a pretty shitty character. Well, I just don't know. And it, he, I, I love how he leaves him with that. Some pretty shady characters come through on those buses. Good night, girls. I, I love, too, that, that no one has said, we need everyone to return to the hospital. He just automatically, I am so important at this hospital. 
that I must immediately... I mean, he literally just walked in the door 65, 70 seconds ago from a long, like a, probably a 12-hour shift. He walks in the door, turns down the TV or turns up the TV, turns off the music, looks over, here's the thing, takes off again. Really? Really? You screwball? Well, hmm. I, I guess we've seen weirder things, and, and maybe it's all justified in the end. But, um, yeah, I just I just love that so much. The, the um, Oh, well, that's happening. I'll turn around and go because um, uh, some madman loose in the city or the, or the town with the scalpel is... Um, is uh, yeah, Wouldn't he wait for someone to call him? I bet he'd have a pager. They had... Maybe they did in 84. I don't know. I'm the pager king. I don't know. Um, I had a pager at one time when I was an extra. Uh, you know, it was funny when you were an extra, at least, at least when I was an extra so long ago, uh, there used to be an extras union, but there, uh, there isn't anymore as far as I know. When I did extras in the second, extra work in the second half of the nineties, we, um, you, you, you did it non-union. Now you could become part of the union. The moment you became part of the union, you got paid a lot better. But the problem was that, and I got two of my three vouchers. You needed three union vouchers and I got two of them. Um, but the, the the weird thing was is that they always had to have a certain number of union extras, then all the rest could be non. So once you were able to join the union, every job you got, you got paid you got paid a lot more. You, you got paid minimum wage as a non-union extra. You got paid a lot more as a union extra, especially when you started to go, over, go into overtime and double time, golden time and stuff like that. Uh, but the thing was, the interesting thing about that was that people would actually get all their union vouchers and then discover that, yes, I make more money doing union work, but I may only be able to work like twice a week, which might not be enough. Whereas if I stay non-union, I can get work almost every day of the week. And I had this, this, this call-in system where you just had a pager at your side and you just get a little thing, and the moment it would go off, as soon as you could, you'd get to a phone, and you'd call them, and they'd say, we have this for you. And you say, I'll take it. And, uh, why did I start talking about that? I don't know, just because Dr. Sickler, I mean, well, I just don't know. I'm never going to get that right. I'd love to do a contest where I had all the listeners um, record that and send them to me. Um, if that's something anyone's interested in, I'll, well, I just don't know. Do you know anything about this, Doctor? Well, I just don't know. Some pretty shady, char- shady characters come through and on the, on those buses. Talk to you later, girls. Have a good night. Oh, and then he leaves. It's like, huh? Okay. So where are we from here? All right. So he's leaving, and then the camera does, and this is a joy, pure 180. Good night. And then another 180. I mean, he goes. He he. I don't, there isn't a 360, I'm not going to explain the 180 rule, because you can look it up, and I think I've explained it back on Night of Horror, and you can break the run, this is one of the few times I don't mind the breaking of the 180 rule at all, because the camera is pointing towards the door, and you have sort of uh, Chris on the left uh, in the foreground, and Tracy on the right, and Linda sort of in the middle, but not quite, and her dad really sort of in the middle walking away, then the camera cuts complete 180 and it looks like the three of them are kind of like spaced in a triangle good night then like two or three seconds later it cuts back to a an angle further back where it's, which is sort of in the in the room behind the living room looking at the three of them and you can see they're sort of staggered and the editing is actually pretty good um because when he says something like good night girls uh tracy and chris kind of look at each other and shrug 
and then when it cuts and when it flips the 180 they they're they're still in the shrug and then they say good night in that strange sort of almost sing-song kind of we're the living dead kind of good night we all float here kind of thing you know it's and um sorry everyone um uh, that's that's the first thing I thought of when I said that. I was trying to quote something from White Zombie, but I couldn't think of anything. Um, no, I mean I, 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 White Zombie, the the movie. Um, uh, and yeah, so and the thing I love about this too is that one when it cuts back to the final one eighty, it looks like Tracy isn't wearing any pants. It looks like she's just wearing a long shirt. I can get behind that. But however, and they're all it's it's neat because there's no hardwood floor. This isn't today where you have to have hardwood floor or you are shamed. There is tile, black and white tile. Like they do some sort of fun like hopscotchy tic tac toe thing in the sort of foyer leading up to the door. And there's sort of like a, a deep yellow carpet that they're standing in in the living room area. It's a strange sort of for being such a huge looking there must be it must be one of those things where because the house looks so huge on the outside they must be sort of like incorporating the tv room kitchen that on the one side but if you were to turn left if you come when you come in the front door instead of going forward you'd probably hit some big ass rooms i would bet you'd hit the one of those living rooms that no one ever uh actually goes into you know, you know, did you guys ever used to have a room like that? And I didn't grow up in, in a huge house. Um, but I grew up in a, a split level, and we had a den, a living room, and a family room. The den was where all my family would go to watch stuff. The family room was where I would go to watch stuff, which is actually pretty freaking cool because my bed bedroom, if you know about my bedroom when I was in high school, you know my bedroom was very adjacent but to the family room. We also had a living room, which we never used except at birthday parties and mainly at Christmas. When we and at Halloween, we would sit in there as the kids were coming up to the door. Um, but but and what I started to do though when I was in late in high school, whenever I would come on colleges, I would use that room. I would bring my radio up, my my boombox, and I would read and I would hang out and I would record stuff in there all I could because no one used the room. It was a great room at the front of the house. But I've got so many questions about this. But the, uh, and I'm just talking and talking. So let me let me get let me try to get back on track. Whew, here's hoping that worked. Not only do those three shots, Dr. Sickler walking away, the 180-degree flip with the, on the gals face front, the 180-degree flip on the gals from a slightly different angle, um, not only is that, that some sort of crazy whiplash, cinematic whiplash, but does it look like they're all sort of in different like stocks or different things or something like that? I mean, I think the second and the third one might be sort of the same film stock, but if, if you sort of watch them, nah, it's funny because like the, the shot with Dr. Sickler is kind of darker. It could almost be film, but it could just be bad lighting. And then when it cuts to the gals, it does the 180 and it cuts to the gals. It looks a lot brighter and sort of pinker. And But then when it cuts to the other shot, it's a lot yellower. So I'm, I'm wondering if it look it literally looks like it could have been three different stocks that these these three shots were shot on. I don't know. Um, we'll find Steven Tyler and find out. But oh boy, here we go. Let's. Oh boy. So within a few seconds, you get. Let's go rustle up some men folk, and I'm gonna munch out. I'm trying to look at the way this. So so Chris goes to the back where Linda answer the phone before and she there's a doorway i think it must be kitchen related and then you see tracy who's got a very nice strut and still doesn't seem to have any pants on uh strutting into the kitchen and and then and then you have yep um uh you have linda being threatened with scott again 
Tommy, do you, this episode might be a little longer than uh, normal, folks, but do you think, can I just ask you guys, all of you listening, everybody, do you think you could stop lifting weights for one minute and just focus on what I'm saying, please? Oh, I love, I love that she says that. I love, I love the fact that she, she, I, I don't even know why she says that. Chris has some phone things. Well, she has some things in general, but she has some phone things she says where it's like, where did that come from? She's made, she's made it clear that he's going to try to be sneaking into the party. He and Billy are going to try to sneak into the party. It's clearly, it's 10 o'clock, 10 30, 11 o'clock. He's really going to be weightlifting rather than trying to sneak into the party. Lifting weights for one minute. Answer the phone. Why do I know this so well? Maybe he just went to bed or something. And there's just Linda just hanging around, and I love that little dining room space with the um, uh, oh my gosh, I love the dining room space with the Budweiser light. They have there's a little dining room space um with like a Budweiser um lighting fixture above it, keeping it classy, keeping it classy. Now yes, uh, a crazy looking ghoul pops up in the backyard, right up against the window, and of course the crazy looking ghoul is wearing the shirt Tom was wearing earlier, so. <clears throat> I like that all the gals seem to have changed. But Tommy's wearing the same old stinky clothes he was wearing all day at school. Maybe they only had a half day. I don't know. But yeah, so yeah, and Linda goes rushing into the kitchen where Tracy is. And Tracy is startled. And and, and Linda rushes in. And then all of a sudden, both Billy and um, uh, Tommy that pop up. In the, in this kitchen window that's that's open, and I love it because Billy they both have their masks on, but Billy takes off his mask before either of the girls turn and look at him. And then Chris rushes up, pushes both of them out of the way, and the minute ends. And um, I'd like to think that um, this is the way most of their parties go. And you know, when I said this minute was fascinating all the way through, I think the second half is a little less fascinating than the first half. But we do get. You know, well, I just don't know. And the 180 degree flipping, and the dumb guys in their masks, and rustle up some man folk, and let's go munch out, and the weird sort of layout of the house. I'm, I'm wondering if it was sort of like, well, you can do stuff in this portion of the house, but we don't want you near this. Like they had those little, like when you go in the White House or, you know, someplace where like, um, like castles or something, you know, and they have, and the people are still living there, and they have those, you know, um, theater things with like the 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 two poles and and like the the velvety rope, you know, it's just like, mm, no, no, Steven Tyler, you go this far, uh, no farther or further, so stop here, yeah, so that that yeah, that is minute seventeen, a lot, a lot of. It's funny, nothing really happens in that minute apart from we know the guys are there, and now Doctor Sickler is gone for whatever crazy ass reason. Um, but uh, but it's just a lot to take in because it's wonderful. So I would like you to listen to this. Mm-hmm. 